Welcome to Relationship Goals Question Mark. I am Amber Zackham. And I am Danny Zackham. So we're back and we're talking everything I hated about being pregnant. There is a plethora of things I feel like we're going to talk about today. Um, obviously, I it wasn't my experience. It's I was... I guess you could say an accessory. I mean, there's things I disliked, but like, I feel like this one is a real spotlight on Amber, obviously, since you're the one that went through nine months of what you would call hell. So 10 months, let's start that out right there. Let's start out with the fact the preconceived notion that it's nine months is wrong. The full fucking 10 months. People act like it's nine months and they, they forget to tell you that the day you're due is 10 months, one fucking day. It's 10 months. And so it's enough of this bullshit nine months thing. It's a full 10 months because most people don't go before their due date. To be fair, I did, but it's 10 fucking months. And I'll also say that like Amber wasn't like, Amber really wasn't like, she didn't have like weird pregnancy cravings. It wasn't like she ever made me run out in the middle of the night to get her anything. Like she wasn't like the, t- like the momzilla, you know, that they, you, you were like, like you dealt with your own things, but I feel like you didn't put that on anyone else. So it's hard to say that like, it was hard for anyone else. So that's my own personal trauma because I feel like no one will ever help me. So I don't ever like, I don't ever like make any of my problems anyone else's problems because I just don't ever feel like I just don't feel like anyone would do it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the people that are close, some people that are close to you like know that you, I feel like assume that you're just going to do it anyways. But I know like deep down, sometimes you just want people to like step in and do it even to not just assume that. So. Well, and it is on my list that I thought people would be really nice to me when I was pregnant. It just seems like that's how it's portrayed in like movies or I don't know where I had this notion that like people would just be like really nice to you. Like, I don't know, like offering you their seat, like helping you carry things or like opening doors for you. And like literally one person in the entire time I was pregnant did that. And it was the bouncer at Levain Cookies on Randolph Street here in Chicago. Let me get the door for you. Yeah, I remember the door that. For me. And then he watched while I was inside so that when I came out with my cookies and coffees, he opened the door again and he didn't do it for anybody else. So I knew he did it because I was pregnant. And it was just like, I'll never forget that moment because it was the only time in my pregnancy where I felt like someone like did it because I was pregnant. Yeah. And I, I mean, I first and foremost dropped the ball there, I guess, since I'm the closest I could have obviously looking back on things helped out a lot more, but I, mean, I don't know if that's on your list, but I complain about my pregnancy. I don't, I, how long do we have? Like how many years could I talk about this? Cause it, it was, I never stopped talking about it while I was pregnant since being pregnant. I don't really talk about it that much, but I do reference big pregnancy because I think there's this big fucking conspiracy to make sure women are left so in the dark that they will get pregnant and like other factors come into play for them to have more kids after this. But 
I just think like, why are we not talking about any of this shit that women have to deal with? And like this episode, this season, I'm going to blow everything open. I'm going to talk about everything that I fucking hated and that should be talked about because whistleblowing over here. I love August. I would do it again for him, but like fuck pregnancy times a million and people that say they love it. I do not understand that. Everyone has their own journey and yeah, some people, some people are just like, that's what they want to do. They want to be pregnant. Amber is not that person. I mean, I think about everything I know now and everything I didn't know when I got pregnant. And like, that gives me such severe anxiety that I don't think I could ever do it again. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like you said, the things, the, um, that aren't just aren't talk about they're just like not mainstream things that you talk about i mean i'm pumping i no one talks about pumping that's not that's that's postpartum though we're not getting into that that that's all that's, that's part of it i feel like no because uh, we're talking about only a pregnancy we're not talking about after i gave birth i have i could talk a whole episode about how much i hate pumping <laughs> we will come to that i mean pregnancy heartburn I think the number one thing for me Sweet. is just the anxiety. It's the unknown. It was, I wasn't anxious when I was pregnant, but thinking about my pregnancy now makes me extremely anxious. Well, and you can look back on like the journey that you went on and the things that you dealt with and the appointments and whatnot. That stuff's like, those things are like, those things are hard to deal with those. Like looking back on it, those were scary. And like you deal with them in the moments or like when, when they're happening, but like reflecting on it's a whole different thing. I hated ultrasounds. I just was waiting for, to hear like, okay, this is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. And like my pregnancy journey was fairly easy, but we did have some like mild things that came up and then ended up not being anything, but like. It doesn't help that you think like when you have a cold that like you're like you know, you have like some new like disease that's going to like, I don't know. I didn't really have that kind of anxiety though when I was pregnant. And like the few times like on our 20 week scan, August had a a soft marker for Down syndrome. One um, with his nuchal fold measuring a little bit thick. And so I didn't make this up in my head. This is something that was told to us. And then because of that, I ended up having an amniocentesis, um, which was terrible. Whole nother, whole nother thing. Yeah. But so it was like little things like this that, you know, we had that come up. Um, you know, he had like a, one of the ventricles in his head was measuring a little bit larger. And so we had all these like little tiny things, which I assume every pregnancy has these like little tiny things that like something is like, okay, this could be something or it's probably nothing. And obviously in our case, everything that came up was nothing, which is great. But like, we also did end up spending 25 days in the NICU with something that wasn't brought up. So like, that's another scary thing is that like, you're worried about all these things that they're saying like, oh, this could be something, but it's probably nothing. And then I didn't even realize that something could happen after that and still lead us into, you know, a 25 day hospital stay. Yeah. The journey, the whole journey is wild. And 
like you said, it it was nothing major, but there were definitely bumps in the road. And looking back on those bumps, yeah, they were like a bit, they were like a bigger than you think they like were in the moments for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, backpedaling a little bit, like the first trimester, my nausea was terrible. Like I never threw up, but I also am not someone that easily throws up in general. Like it takes a I can count like the number of times I've thrown up in my life, like on my hands. And I, it takes a lot for me to throw up. So I didn't throw up, but I was nauseous for the full three months. Yeah. Every day you would complain that you, you did not feel good. And that's, and that's tough when like, you're like, you're still working a full-time job, like living life, like having to do that and like being nauseous every day. That's hard. That's part of the reason why we told people so early. Cause I was just like, I'm sick. And if I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to have to like complain. Yeah. That's, I mean, and you should be able to complain. Like that's, that's part of it. Also the exhaustion, like first trimester exhaustion and then third trimester exhaustion was just like outrageous. And I don't know how people do it once they have kids because I could nap anytime I wanted to then. And now I, I've had, I've had four naps total since August has been born and two have been like in the last month. Yeah. On top of the, like the, the, the random times you maybe if been able to like snuggle with august but i can't even count that no and like the third trimester you you had to sleep sitting up on top of that because your heartburn was so bad every single day that like you couldn't i remember i would look over and you would just you would be full sitting up yeah i hated i hated the heartburn the only thing that helped was these like kind of tums things in ireland called renner or rennie i think one of the two and those like helped the most of anything but I mean you can only take a certain amount of Tums a day when you're pregnant so I was like maxing that out most days and I'm someone that drinks a ton of water so like I was drinking so much water and peeing nonstop. like I don't think the last like month of my pregnancy I slept at all no you were you were a zombie for sure um I can give you a positive of your pregnancy though actually not really this episode no but there there is one okay your style we're, we're doing a whole episode on pregnancy style so don't you worry i didn't even know that there's so many i don't even i asked you today i said which episode do you want to record the things i hate about pregnancy or my pregnancy style and you said i didn't think that was the other episode i thought well check your text bro i'm sure you're right and i'm sure i'm wrong yeah I want to talk a whole episode about my pregnancy style because, like you just said, it was, it was the positive. Was yeah. the only thing I liked about being pregnant <laughs> is that I loved to dress my baby bump. Um, I also hated blood pressure checks because I have white coat syndrome, which for anyone who doesn't get stressed at the doctor, it is when you get to the doctor and because you're stressed about being at the doctor, your blood pressure is always high. And then if they take it again, like five minutes into the appointment, it's like an actual reading. And this ultimately led to me having to have August two days early because my doctor wasn't there. I had a blood pressure check. My blood pressure was a little high. I told them they needed to recheck it because I get stressed when I get to the doctor. And 
they weren't listening to me. And my doctor, once I finally got to talk to her was like, yeah, I would have never sent you to triage. I, I, I know that you just get stressed when you first get here and that your blood pressure is always normal once, you know, you have a couple of minutes. And so blood pressure checks, give me high blood pressure. Yeah. Um, a thing that I know annoyed you was anytime people were drinking, because it's one thing if I'm like, have a couple drinks and being loud, but you said like, you notice everyone is being loud after they get a couple drinks in them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, August is crying. I can hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you drinking now still annoys me because I barely ever drink. And so whenever you drink, it is obnoxious, but now I notice everyone's drinking. Cause again, I'm, I never, I obviously wasn't drinking when I was pregnant, but I, I now don't drink very much. So it's that's yeah that was a part of pregnancy where like any event I went to when everyone was drinking it was just obnoxious Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I was not prepared for was my swollen ankles at the very end I was just my ankles were puffy af and I am someone that is up doing things a lot like I'm very rarely sitting and so it was rough. Like sometimes I was like, I just got to go sit. I got to go put my feet up. I saw a picture today. We went to um, dinner at Rootstock, which is a wine bar by us. And like right at the very end in the last like month or so when I was pregnant and I had to leave the restaurant before we got the bill and go sit in the car and put my feet up on the dash. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like you said, you were up and about doing stuff. I mean, if you're not sitting and working, you're doing something or getting something done in the house. So I definitely remember the, like this, just the swollen body, just un- uncomfortable for definitely the third trimester. You were good at during the second trimester. I feel like second trimester is the only good spot during pregnancy, honestly, like every other moment sucks. <laughs> Cause in the second trimester, you start to show you have a cute little baby bump. You feel like you're the exhaustion is gone. The nausea is gone. You're like feeling good. You're like, okay, pregnancy's not that bad. And then boom, third trimester hits. Boom. I also hated waiting on results. So throughout my pregnancy, we did the NIPT, we did the amnio, um, we did obviously the gestational diabetes test and then the non-stress tests at the end. And like I just hated waiting on all of those results. And like I didn't have gestational diabetes, I had no genetic abnormalities I my amnio came back normal and like everything came back fine but it was just like the waiting was Mm -hmm. terrible for me that's how I feel just in general when I have to wait anytime for anything so that you feel my pain a little that's how I feel with any kind of waiting I don't like waiting because I'm I just want to know there was like I just want to know like what if something's wrong or if nothing's wrong was it something where you like refreshing the like your emails like waiting on an email or like logging into the thing trying to get over and over and over I used to do that with grades though too yeah it sounds about right for you I also and still hate my giant and sore boobs like and how big and brown my nipples got like that is like terrible (laughs) i mean that 
that was your journey with your boobs and pregnancy. And obviously we're not talking about it, but pumping hasn't helped that. No, I mean, I cannot wait to be done pumping, but like, it's not like my nipples are going to go back to normal and it's not like my boobs are going to be like normal either, but I don't even care if they're like flat and deflated. That's better than like these rock hard full milk boobs because I hate this part too. Especially the part like, it's like you can feel your boobs 24 hours a day. And if you like don't pump for an hour, like they hurt and they feel full and they feel bad. Like that's not fun. No, it sucks. And like in pregnancy, they got so big right away. And then like, I think they went down a little bit, but like right away they were huge and they hurt like everything brushing against them hurt. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, very sensitive. I remember that to like, even like your clothes on them at points. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I hated that. Um, <laughs> people that don't understand my humor and don't know how much I love my child. They're going to think this is really mean, but you know, you have a parasite living inside you, stealing all your nutrients. And that means like, you know, you're, you're more prone to cavities. You're more prone to like skin problems. You're more like you have all this stuff. Like you're, you can't eat enough to be able to, you know, satisfy the little demon inside you. You were ravenous. I, I mean, more ravenous now, actually. Yeah. Once again, another, just another thing that pumping is not helping at all. Really, just every bad thing culminates now into pump, like pump, every bad thing during pregnancy is cultivated into your pumping. But it's going to be over soon. Yeah. I also, do you remember when my pelvis started hurting and then it never stopped hurting until I gave birth? Uh huh. You felt you're like, I remember that you tried to do like those stretches. At first I thought like I had just overexerted myself and then it didn't go away. And this started in January. So from January through May, my pelvis hurt so bad. And it's because August got into position and he never fucking left that position. He found a comfy spot and he just chilled giant right on your pelvis for months. Giant fucking head just sat right on my pelvis. <laughs> His 99 plus percentile head just sat right there and never, never went away. It's, it's like we're playing like 10 things I hate about pregnancy today. Sciatica. Sciatica. Well, that's just another one on top of the pelvis. That's a real one, two punch. I did daily sciatica stretches and they did help, but like, oh God, that hurts so bad. Um, This one's my favorite complaint. The number two thing I hated the most about pregnancy was the advice people give me. I'm going to also say the male advice. We brought this up in the last episode, but like men should never feel comfortable giving me advice ever because number one, I'm probably not going to take it. And number two, it's probably incorrect. I mean, everyone has their own journeys everyone has their own stories and experiences but like you don't have to like you're not an ex you're not an expert just because like you went like you went through it does not mean like you should be giving advice like that's your own journey like you live in your like your own stories and if you've had one kid and like you think you're an expert that's hilarious like have two because i guarantee 
that second one will humble you greatly. They're gonna you're gonna realize like, oh shit, everything I thought because I raised one kid, this kid does completely opposite. And then you will very quickly learn. Mm-hmm. You should give advice to anyone. Yeah. And I think that the funniest part is that the couple people that gave me some like really strong opinions on stuff, we didn't do anything they said. Everything's worked out okay, I think. So <laughs> People told us we would have August in our bedroom, like for sure, for sure. Like from the day we brought him home and August has slept in his own room. And I don't want anyone to come at me about this because he is absolutely fine. And it pissed me off that people were like, so up in our business about that. We did get a lot of opinions about that. It's is what it is. Like he does. And like, He's an amazing we've, also, we've also randomly had it a few nights where we've had to sleep in the same room and he didn't like necessarily do great because I feel like we're like yeah he can hear us he doesn't want to and he's you know as babies go he's a very great sleeper and he has been since we brought him home mm-hmm. so I mean I don't want to hear about it yeah. um, what's the number one complaint of pregnancy I already said it it was my anxiety but Oh, yeah, pip up. I, I thought you were just counting down when you said number two. And then I also feel like a lot of my relationships changed throughout my pregnancy. I feel like our relationship changed. Most of my friendship relationships have changed. You're and definitely closer with, I feel like you're, we're definitely closer with certain, you know, people and you know, yeah, people come and go. And that's just how things go. And having a baby definitely changes that. I feel like it was one of those things that I was naive about because I know people say like your relationships change and I was very unprepared for how many of my relationships would change. Every, every one of, every one of your relationships has probably changed at least a little bit. Yeah. But I think like, I don't know. I feel like there were some people that really stepped up and other people were, they, surprised me that they you know just weren't involved yeah people people tend to show their i don't know maybe their true colors when push comes to shove and you expect those things but i mean i'm obviously grateful for the people that did step up and we always appreciate the help and especially you appreciate the help that's something we talk about all the time like making sure that like people are like noticing that you go above and beyond and then they tend to help when they need to so i think my biggest thing was that i i've read this quote like a million times since having a baby because all my stuff is like targeted towards mom stuff now and it says it was something along the lines of like i didn't know how to be there for my mom friends before i became a mom and now i will be able to do so much better and i feel that so much because i feel like i was probably a bad friend to the people I know who have kids um, because I wasn't aware of like the needs that women need it from their friendships when they give birth. And so now I will be able to be so much better for my friends who will have kids in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's also sad because it's just like people don't realize what you need when you have a baby or going through pregnancy if they've never gone through it before and I didn't know either and so like 
it is crazy the things that you realize once you have like the firsthand knowledge of it and there's no fault there it's just like it's eye-opening and it's hard and it's a huge change i mean it's it's a huge change and with with obviously huge changes just a chain reaction of think other things that change and relationships and friendships and family and all of that is part of it so yeah i also hated how much prepping is needed like nesting and buying stuff and safety and classes and birthing and like you just have to do you have to do something like every single month of your pregnancy to be able to be ready to have this child who like at this point yeah at this point it's like multiple things a week on the roadmap that you get like that you do and like take a look at and trying to squeeze in all the baby classes and making sure the whole house is like cleaned and organized and now everything's on an app and yeah getting all their stuff in and having the baby shower and putting all that stuff away and like having a bag packed and like we didn't even have any of that but you know um i also just think like we i packed the bag you know <laughs> we'll talk about that during the first um i also just like hated that it was a nine-month commitment and then with you know me pumping it's you know however month however many months you pump and you just never like i still am at the point so i think like i'll be able to reflect on this at some point in the future but like i have not just had my body to myself in like what like 14 months at this point 15 months mm-hmm. whatever it is and so like i that's a lot and I'm still going through it. I'm still in the thick of it and it's still hard and it's still, I don't know. I love that I'm providing something for August and like, I feel like maybe we should have done like a sweeter episode to kick off talking about my pregnancy because I feel like so many people are going to be like, whoa, Amber's the worst. (laughs) Cause like August is everything for me. And he is like the color in my life now. And so it's you know it's not him it's the journey that I was not prepared for and I'm old enough I I was ready I still feel like the timing was right Mm -hmm. but I was not prepared and I'm not going to give advice on this podcast but if I were to give advice my only piece of advice my only piece of parenting advice that I will ever give anyone is be the dad because being the dad is the easiest fucking way to become a parent. If you're the dad, glorious. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, I got I don't have much more to say to about that, I guess. I just think like yeah. if I could sleep through the nights when everybody else is sleeping, including the baby, if my body didn't hurt all the time, if I wasn't scarred, if I, you know, if I didn't have to carry him, if like all of this stuff, if barely anything about my life had to change, blissful, perfection, easy. Even I will, I will say easy. I, I guess. What do you have any others, or do we leave it there? That <laughs> I ended on. I ended with the, one piece of advice. I mean, I guess. I guess with that, be the man and have a good day. Have a good fucking day. Thank <laughs> you.